Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Global Gospel with your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Stay tuned and be blessed. Good afternoon. God bless you. And you are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. It is the 1 1 p.m. hour on Saturday, April the 6th. Uh, New Life, Olivia Branch Walker. And every now and then we have to take it back. I moved from my old house. I moved from my old friends. I moved from my old way of strife. Thank God I moved out to a brand new life. And certainly we have a brand new life in Christ Jesus. I got a new walk, a new talk, a new look, a new name, a new heart, because uh, what a wonderful change has come in my life since Jesus came into my life. So we thank God for that uh, selection, and we are grateful that we are here again this Saturday afternoon. It is because of the Lord's mercies 
that we are not consumed, for they are new each day. And we thank God that we serve a God of grace and mercy, a God that is uh, long-suffering, a God that loves us and cares for us and that is always with us, and, and he'll never leave us or forsake us. So we thank you all for tuning in to Global Gospel this Saturday afternoon. And you know that we're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. So you can tell your family and your friends and your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. And you can uh, also tell them that we are on social media. So you can look for us on Facebook. You can look for us on Instagram. You can look for us on Twitter as well. And we are on all forms of social media. And you can um, find us there and you can share our page. You can like our page. Uh, You can tag our page. And through the week you can look to our page for various forms of inspiration and scripture. It is all always there uh, for you. If you need to write us, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331, and that is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip is 11550. If you need to email us, you can email us at globalgospel seven at gmail.com so uh, those are the ways that you can reach us and as I said on social media we are at our name Global Gospel all our shows are archived so you can listen at any time we thank and praise God for all of our listeners here in the United States the north, the south, the east, and the west we thank God for our listeners that are in Canada in Norway Turks and Caicos, Kenya, Australia, Jamaica, West Indies. We thank God for each and every one of you, wherever you may be listening in from. Our theme scripture here at Global Gospel comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. And on today, I am going to read that scripture from Life application study Bible. Sometimes when we hear different translations, it you know it just adds to our understanding, and it doesn't take anything away from the Word of God. Second Corinthians chapter four, beginning and at verse three. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the faith of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Your heart pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not... And so uh, the gospel is here to those that are lost. So we may go through some things in life, but we need to know that whatever we go through, that we can come out because why? Because of Jesus Christ. Because of the gospel of Christ. Because the gospel is good news. It is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek and to the everyone that believes. The gospel of Jesus Christ is comprehensive and it covers all areas and bases in our life. So we thank God for the reading hearing of God's word and we pray that you all as you listen to God's word that you will be doers of God's word 
This afternoon, we um, when I come back, uh, we're going to listen to some uh, great gospel music, uh, a little bit of everything today. And uh, also, we have a message, our theme today. We are going to be talking about the practical Jesus. And certainly, with all that is going on and that continues to go on, we need to have practicality in our lives. And practicality brings application. And what good is it? To know about Jesus, to hear about Jesus, and not practice his teachings or apply them to our lives. We're going to take a break, and we will be back um, with more that message. The song simply says, Jesus at the center of it all, uh, Israel and New Breed. I love this song. And we do not own the rights to any music. Jesus at the center of it all. Stay tuned and be blessed. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at Jesus at the center 
Jesus at the center of it all from beginning to the end. It will always be you, Jesus. Awesome song. So much and words are powerful. And those words have great meaning. On this afternoon, we would like to consider a passage of scripture found in the book of St. John. This one of our scriptures, chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things were, that things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Just again, St. John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The reading of God's word. This particular, as we look at this particular passage of scripture and we talk about the the practical Jesus there are several things that come to mind uh, one of the things that comes to mind is in high school uh, we had to read a book a novel by the uh, name titled Sid Arthur uh, which was written by Herman Hess and it talks about the spiritual journey of self-discovery of this man named Sid Arthur during the time of the Buddha. And I'm not here to promote Buddhism, but this is a story that we read. And the book is made up of the title or the name Sid Arthur is made up of two words in the Sanskrit language. Siddha means achieved and Arthur what was searched for which together means he who has found meaning of existence or he who has attained his goal. So as I reflect on the story, the story was basically, long story short, and you should read it for your, uh, to increase your knowledge, about a young man who sets out on a journey in life, and he's looking for, the meaning of life. He's looking for his purpose in life. And through several events, um, he he goes through, he comes to various conclusions based on different events in his life. And it's not unlike any of our lives because um, many of us um, don't know at a young age what we should be doing or where we should be going. And then the, the saddest part of that is that many people at an older age don't know what they should be doing or where they should be going or what their purpose is in life. Rick Warren wrote a book, The Purpose Driven Life. Um, but we, do, we should all know that we were made in the image of God and that God has a purpose and plan for our life and that in life sometimes you will have to experience the good the bad and the ugly, that you will have some mountaintop experiences in life as well as some valley 
experiences. And sometimes you will have to go through the fire, and sometimes you will have to go through the flood, but it's all a part of life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them all, and there you have the Facts of Life, which is the theme song of a show that uh, sitcom that was on television in the 80s, The Facts of Life. And um, that is true of everybody's life. There's going to be some life that happens in life. There's going to be some death that we experience in life. And uh, we're not going to always be in a time of abundance. Sometimes we're going to be in a time of lack. And certainly we have to understand how we can apply Christ to every area in our life. The Declaration of Independence of the United States has a clause or a line or a phrase that says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so that's why this 10th verse sticks out to me the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly and who is this I this uh, personal pronoun this I is Jesus talking and if you have a red edition letter Bible you will see that these words are written and read because they are the words of Christ. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And we need to know that God has placed us here to have abundant life. And the reason we can have abundant life is because of Jesus. This 10th uh, chapter of St. John introduces us to Jesus Christ as the good shepherd. It lets us know that uh, his sheep hear his voice. And there's so much that could be said about the relationship that we have talked many times before about um, the relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. Because a sheep is not necessarily a smart animal. It has been said that sheep are very dumb. And that's one of the reasons that they need a shepherd. And we know that a shepherd is there to guide the sheep, to protect the sheep, to take care of the sheep, to make sure that the sheep are fed. And growing up, perhaps one of the first Bible verses that we ever learned was that when we, uh, which we find in the 23rd Psalm uh, that was written and penned by David, where he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup, runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This psalm gives us comfort. It gives us assurance of knowing that God is God, and he's in charge of us. And and it, because the first thing he says is that we shall not want because God is our shepherd. And this does not mean that you get everything that you want in life or, or that you desire, but uh, it just simply means that the basics have been provided for us. And the basics is, number one, we have to recognize who's the shepherd, who is in charge. And as we talk about uh, being practical uh, in our relationships, first of all, we have to be practical of knowing who is in charge. And we need to know that God is in charge of our life. God is He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So we have to be practical in knowing who uh, is the leader and who is the follower. And God is our leader, and we are to follow. And that is the practicality of it. 
Leading and following is very difficult for some people. Some people uh, will follow anybody, and they will follow them anywhere. And if you hook up with the wrong person, you can follow them right to hell. But it's important, Jesus said that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And certainly he has the words of eternal life. He has the words that will Take us all the way to heaven And certainly we have to be practical In our following you know because many Times people follow uh, Certain family members They're the wrong family members To follow you go to Work and you hang out with certain People at work you go to lunch with Them you go to happy hour with them After work and you uh, Talk to them all day long at Work they are the wrong People to Follow it is just not, it just not, does not make good sense to follow certain people. And then we go to church and we join with cliques. And we follow this clique here and we follow that clique there. Not the right thing to do. We follow, uh, even Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And certainly if we end up in a situation or a church with leadership or a pastorship, if they are not following Christ, the practical thing for us to do would be to go somewhere else where the word of God is being preached. And you are only following, you're not following the man, you're not following the woman, but certainly you should be following God. And I understand that sometimes we can get caught up in situations and uh, we can get uh, blurred. But the Bible says in Matthew 7 and 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it straight gate narrow way and uh, Bishop Ronald Brown says the downward road is crowded with unbelieving souls and certainly uh, we can sometimes find ourselves in a crowd of people uh, but it is the wrong crowd. And certainly the practicality of that is that is not practical at all to be following the wrong crowd. Certainly we, everything we do should make sense and line up with the word of God. And certainly it was practical for the sheep to hear the voice of the shepherd and don't uh, follow after a stranger's voice. And so God wants us to be practical. And then another way that God wants us to be practical is he wants us to be practical in our prayer life. And the, the truth of the matter is before we pray, God already knows what we're in need of. He knows what we're going to say. He knows our situation. He knows what, um, what our circumstances are. Uh, he knows our shortcomings, he knows our downsitting, he knows our uprising, uprising. But in Matthew chapter 6, and you can actually read the whole 6th chapter of Matthew, um, and starting at the first verse, it says, Take heed that ye do not do that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what the right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. So Jesus here is telling us basically to be practical in your giving. You don't have to tell everybody what you're giving. You don't have to tell everybody what you're doing for your family, your friends, or your neighbors. It's just not practical because in doing so, uh, are you really doing it from your heart or are you doing it so that other people can see that you are giving? In the same way, when you give, you give as unto the Lord. You give your tithes and your offering, and, and the, God, the Bible does say give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. It is more blessed to give 
than to receive. So it is our duty to uh, give and help others in their time of need, but we shouldn't be doing it uh, for any accolades, for any attention or recognition. It's just not practical. God has an answer uh, for everything. Uh, And so we should be practical in our giving. And not only that, and sometimes we get tied up and we say, oh, we got to give to the church and we have to give to this organization and we have to give to this shelter and we have to give to this charity and that charity. Yes, do those things, but also, God, the practicality of it is that uh, we need to invest in ourselves. And God has told us in the Bible uh, over and over in the Old Testament, he wanted his people to possess the land. And what does God want us to do? The practical Jesus wants us to possess the land. He wants us to uh, buy real estate. He wants us to invest. We should, while we're giving our tithes and offering, we should also be investing in stocks and bonds and life insurance uh, because it's just practical. It makes good sense. The Bible says a righteous man leaves his inheritance to his children's children. So that means you're not leaving an inheritance just for your children. You're leaving an inheritance. Your children's children will be your grandchildren. So your wealth should be uh, exceed and trans, go transgenerational wealth. And, and we know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And certainly if we're living by God's word, if we're professing, professing salvation, if we're professing Christianity, if we're saying that we're saved, if we're saying we're sanctified, if we're saying we're filled, if we're saying we've been delivered, then there are some things in our life that should be in order. The practical part of Christ is that our finances should be in order. And he says to owe no man, it says that we are to be above and not beneath, and that we should prosper and be in health even as our soul should prosper, that we should be fat and flourishing in old age and bring forth much fruit. So the practical Jesus wants us to be practical in our giving and our receiving and our finances and in our business. In business be men. They that do business in deep waters shall see the blessings of the Lord. And then what does this particular passage go on to say? It says, uh, God wants, Jesus wants us to be practical in our prayer. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seed of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in heaven, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall be reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have in need of before you ask him. And then after his manner, this goes into another thing that we have learned as young people, hopefully. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so Jesus, uh, as somebody has said that this is a, a model prayer, he gave us something to pattern our prayer after. He told us how not to pray, how to be practical and not out uh, yelling and screaming and and just trying to get somebody's attention and thinking that we're going to uh, move heaven by what we say. Um, what we say doesn't matter. God's word will not return unto him void. And when God answers prayers, it's not based on what or what we did or what we said or what we asked for, but it is based on the sovereignty of God, that God's glory will be revealed in our lives. This does not mean that we should not pray. Yes, we should pray because prayer is part of our, our dedication and our devotion and our relationship with God, that we communicate with God. And I like the story about uh, prayer 
that prayer is simply holding up God's word to him. We give God back his word because his word cannot and will not fail. God said that the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. So we are just know and believe that God's word, not because we ask God to heal somebody, but because his word said it. And as someone said that they, uh, the missionaries went on a trip and they didn't speak much of the language that they were being taught. And they were taught that whenever something happened, you, they were given the Bible and the Bible is open to just hold up the word of God. Give God his word back. And the scripture that was marked off was Psalm 50 and 15. Call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee. And so when the uh, natives got in trouble, they simply lifted up the word of God. And that word of God and the scripture was there to call on him in the day of trouble. And certainly that's what we do whenever we find ourselves in a situation. We call on the name of the Lord. We are to be practical in our prayer, knowing that God already knows the situation. He already knows the outcome of the situation. He already knows because he allowed it to happen. And certainly we just have to live it out. And then uh, the last point I want to make, and there's so many ways that we could talk about the practical Jesus, but Jesus said, moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites. And certainly God is telling us over and over, don't be hypocrites. Don't be heathens, but certainly your lifestyle has to line up with the word of God and what you believe. You can't just say it, but you have to believe it, and you have to put it into action. Faith without works is dead, and we can't be so heavenly minded or so heavenly bound that we're no earthly good. And nobody says that anymore, but it's right still. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites. Of a sad countenance For they disfigure their faces That they may appear unto men To fast Verily I say unto you They have their reward But thou when thou fastest Anoint thy head and wash thy face That thou appear not unto men to fast But unto thy father Which is in secret And thy father which is seeth in secret Shall reward thee openly So God is going to reward us openly for our faithfulness, for our dedication in what people don't see. He's going to reward us on what people don't see, not necessarily what they do see. And I you know several people sometimes you know, talk to people and they say, oh, I'm fasting. Oh, you know, I'm fasting or this, that. You know, just say, you know, I don't want anything to eat. No, thank you. And keep it moving. You, don't, you do not make your, uh, you do not intensify your fast by discussing it with the world that is your dedication or your devotion between you and God so Jesus said he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly so we want to have an abundant life how do we have a abundant life in our in our health in our finances in our prayer life but certainly it is the sincerity of the heart it is the matter of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. And there's so many critical things that our heart controls. Our heart controls our, our thoughts and our emotions. And certainly that's why we have to have a heart of God. And the Bible said the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it but God? And certainly we have to check our heart and make sure that our heart is in the right place when we're giving, when we're uh, fasting, when we're praying, when we're giving God praise and glory and honor, and certainly we have to be practical. We have to, uh, yes, we have to go out there and go to work, but we have to be practical on the job, knowing that, yes, I have a job, I need a job, but it is God that supplies my needs. It's, my life is not dependent on this job because God is in control. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He'll never leave us or forsake us, and he'll be there with us always, even unto the end. That's why Jesus Christ came into the world. He came to live for us. He came to die for us. Uh, he went in the grave for us. But most importantly, he got up with all power in his hand with victory over death, 
hell, and the grave. And certainly, uh, when he uh, when he did all these things, he gave gifts unto men. And certainly, we have gifts inside in each and every one of us. And God wants to use wants us to use our gifts in a practical manner for His glory, for His honor, and for His praise. So we thank God on today for the Word of God, the practical Jesus. God, Jesus wants us to be practical, and certainly He has uh, said and done so many things in our lives, and He create He put situations in our lives for us to be practical and give people just good, sound advice and sound doctrine, and you don't have to be try to be super deep about anything, but deal with the situation that is at hand in a godly way. So we thank God that God Christ came to give us abundant life. And not only that, the clock sister said he made us an instrument of praise. Stay tuned and be blessed. Crafted and molded, sculpted and folded, designed to praise in every way. Gifted with music, anointed with lyrics, you may be an instrument of praise. regarding Jesus being practical, and um, I'm glad I caught it. Thank you. We thank you. We're glad that you caught it as well. And we, and we look to be hearing from you from sometime in the future, right? Absolutely. We're going to definitely be in touch. I love your seriousness about ministry. It is so refreshing. Thank you. Thank you for uh, encouraging us on this afternoon. And continue to listen in and let your friends and family know. Definitely. All right. Have an awesome, incredible Saturday. You too. God bless. God bless. Once again, those that uh, would like to call in and just uh, maybe shout us out. Or shout someone out, 619-924-0800. And once again, thank you, Apostle Gwen Watts, for sharing with us on this afternoon. Hey, 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 hey.
God has made us an instrument of praise. Once again, in case you missed the beginning of the show, as we come, we have about 15 more minutes left as we come to the uh, close of our hour. Uh, we just want you to rem- be reminded that all shows are archived, and certainly you can listen in at any time. And we pray that you've been encouraged on this afternoon to just be practical. Be practical in who you are. Be real with yourself, uh, and then be real with God. And then if you're real with yourself and real with uh, God, you can be real with other people. It's about uh, being real and keeping it real and certainly because as we as we read we don't want to be like hypocrites and heathens because at the end of the day you really don't believe you either if you're not being real let's take it to church uh congregational medley pastor linwood dillard and the voices of citadel from memphis tennessee let's have church on this Saturday afternoon in preparation for your Sunday morning service tomorrow. Make sure you make it to somebody's church on tomorrow. It doesn't have to be my church, but make sure it's somebody's church. Come on, clap your hands and praise them. Clap your hands like the devil between us. Well, we got a song around here in the Citadel that says, Come on, saints, let's have church. Anybody come to have church tonight? Come on, let me see you put your hands together in this house.
this house. Let me see you put your hands together and praise God in this house. Well, after we sang a song like that, the Holy Ghost was moving in the house and somebody would come and sing another opening song and pray, open the prayer and read a scripture. And then after that, it was time for testimony service. Anybody remember testimony service? And I can see my grandmama getting up with a tambourine and going in front of the church and singing songs like, I made a vow to the Lord and I won't take it back. Hey, I made a vow to the Lord. I made a vow to the Lord And I won't take it back It was a holy vow And I won't take it back It was a holy vow And I won't hey. take it back On my knees I made a vow hey. And I won't take it back On my knees I made a vow And I won't Woo. take it back It was a sanctified vow And I won't take it back It was a sanctified vow Remember to sign on every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. And once again, the shows are archived so you can listen in. We're just going to pray and then we're going to close out uh, uh, song. I think we're going to talk about victory. Fred Jerkins has a song that says victory. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for everyone that is listening, wherever they may be, God. Meet them in their place of, of, of need right now, whatever their situation may be. If they have a spiritual problem, if they have a financial problem, if they have a mental problem, if they have a housing problem, God, we know that you're able to meet every need. You're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that work is within us. We believe your word today. We stand on your word that you came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And we declare that we shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. We don't have to be suicidal. Because you came for abundant life. Whatever's going on, we can make it to the next day. Because you said you'd never leave us or forsake us. You'd be with us always, even until the end. And so, God, we thank you for that. And we thank you for sending your son, Jesus, that we might have a right to the tree of life, that we might have eternal life. God, we thank you, God. And we pray that as we go through the week, that you cover us with your blood, that you give us traveling mercy. As we go to our several destinations, God, as we go to work, as we go to school, as we ride public transportation, as we ride in our cars and our automobiles, God, God, let your hand of mercy and protection be upon us. And we thank you and we praise you. We know today that healing is the children's bread. And we thank you for healing all manner of sickness and disease. We find the enemy on every hand. Because he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And we thank you for your word. This is our prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Thank you again for listening to Global Gospel. Thank you again. Special shout out to Apostle Gwen Watts. We leave with this song. It simply says victory and declare your victory on today, on tomorrow, and for the rest of your life. God bless you. You are listening to Global Gospel. Victory. Now we're here to encourage you to walk into your new season, a season of freedom and a season of victory. Here it is. By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free, healed, delivered, made complete. Now I'm walking in victory. Adrian, won't you help me sing it? By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free, healed, delivered, made complete. Come on, lift it up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.